This is the only podcast that gives you a 20-minute guarantee. Give us 20 minutes of your life, and if you're not completely satisfied, you'll you'll get get your your minutes minutes back. back. No No questions questions asked. asked. It's a Minor Detail Podcast. All right, Jess. Welcome, everybody, into beautiful Studio D right here in the SSC, South Sebastian County, where it is cold and miserable today. Incredibly windy. I believe that nor'easter is, they're calling it. Can we get a nor'easter here? Is that something has happened? Because I went out today to go to Walmart, and I felt like the wind was knifing right into my skeletal system. That's how deep the wind was. Boy, it was cold when I went out today. So, we uh, welcome you on a cold, blustery day. It may not be that where you're listening. I look at some of the places where you're listening to the podcast. I get these analytics, and it'll tell me which states people are listening in. People are listening in Florida. Might be beautiful there. I got people listening in Illinois. I bet it's miserable there today. People listening in Virginia. I don't know anybody in Virginia, but for some reason, somebody uh, has been listening in Virginia. So hi to those people in Virginia. It's fantastic. I, people in Georgia, I don't think I know anybody there. But that's fantastic. Uh, That means you're spreading the word to your friends. All right, this is a day that I believe should be a federal holiday. I believe all banks should be closed today, all federal offices. Anybody who is not working on Christmas or Thanksgiving or Martin Luther King Day, any of the federal holidays, I believe, should also be off today. And you may think, well, what about schools? Should schools be closed today? You know, I believe that's a possibility as well. I believe kids could also take advantage of this day, but only if that day off is treated the way that it should be treated. And I'll get to that coming up here in just a minute. You'll find out why I believe this should be a federal holiday. Well, yesterday's podcast was one for the ages, as I mentioned yesterday. The numbers were unbelievable. In fact, yesterday was the Biggest traffic we've had for a podcast yet. And I'm not really surprised because I know you were interested in the subject. You wanted to know what I thought about the Morgan Wallen situation. And on top of that, I know you were wondering what I would say about my employment situation. Why am I no longer on the radio? So I know a lot of you were listening. I would guess that some people that I used to work for were uh, probably listening to the podcast yesterday too. I don't know for sure, but I'll wait to see if I get some sort of legal document that tells me they were listening yesterday. But we covered that all yesterday and you guys really enjoyed it. By the way, we got notification today that we are now listened more on Apple Podcasts than we are on any other platform. And that's really amazing to me, Jess, because we haven't been on there very long. You guys are listening more on Apple Podcasts than you are anywhere else. So if you uh, have not yet done that, go to Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button right there. That way you'll get a notification every time that we put out a podcast, which is every day up till this point. Might stay that way. Might stay every day. Who knows? So uh, thank you very much for that. One other thing I want to mention, because I know you'll think I'm a liar. And I don't want you to ever think that. I've never wanted you guys to think that all of these many years that I've been friends with you. I told you at the beginning I would not ask you for money. 
So I did sign up through my home platform, which is Anchor Podcast. As you heard at the very first of this podcast, there was a uh, there was a commercial, me talking about doing your own podcast. That was set up through them. They actually will pass a little money my way for that. But in doing so, they also put up a sponsorship link on the podcast where you can go in and you can sponsor this podcast for 99 cents a month, 4.99 a month or 9.99 a month. Again, that's not my doing. If you feel like you want to do it, by all means. But that was not my doing. That was uh, something that they put up and uh there there's just that. I think I'll just leave that right there. What you can do is continue to share the link, tell your friends because the more traffic we get, then I'll be able to get national sponsorship which I will accept with open arms. I've got no problem with that. So thank you very much for all the support you've given us so far. All right, let's get to this. Why should this be a federal holiday? Why should everybody be off work today? I think they should be off work today to be home and to listen to the greatest album in my estimation ever recorded because today is National Fleetwood Mac Rumors Day in my mind. Can you just not hear that every day? This day in 1977, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, the sixth now biggest selling album worldwide of all time, was released. Should be a holiday. As I said, kids, if they stayed home today, as long as their parents sat them down in front of the turntable, as Joe Biden said, or in front of a CD player, Wait, Joe Biden said record player, didn't he? Record player. If they set you in front of the record player or the CD player, or they just streamed it so you could hear this music, I'd be okay with them having the day off today. Can we start You Make Love and Fun over again? Because this reminds me of my days as a disc jockey. 1490 KBIX. Hey, it's your pal Michael C. Jones. Fleetwood Mac from Rumors. You Make Love and Fun. The big 1490 KBIX. Uh, yeah, I, I was known as Michael C. Jones at one time. I mean, just one incredible song after another. I mean, who didn't love Gold Dust Woman? Wow, Fleetwood Mac Rumors, released on this day in 1977. Now, as joyous as that is, uh, not everything in music history today is good. This is also the day in 1983 that we lost the amazing Karen Carpenter. We've only just the uh, coroner's report said that she died from complications from anorexia. If you have never heard the story, she started dieting while she was in high school. Under a doctor's guidance, she began what's called the Stillman diet. Eating lean foods, drinking eight glasses of water a day, avoiding fatty foods. She reduced her weight to 120 pounds, stayed at that approximate weight until around 1973. That's when her and Richard's career really hit its peak. That year, she saw a concert photo of herself in which her outfit made her look heavy, hired a personal trainer who advised her to change her diet. New diet caused her to build muscle, which made her feel heavier instead of slimmer. On and on, 
1975, she was down to 91 pounds. It just got worse. Uh, by 81, she was using thyroid replacement medication. Just got sadder and sadder, and then again, uh, she died February 4th of this day in 1983. She saw her brother for the last time three days before, discussed new plans for the carpenters and resuming touring, and then uh, three days later, she was gone, pronounced dead uh, at a hospital in California. I have a memory of this. I, I was in college, and I got out of class, and I went to the campus radio station, and uh, Miriam, who was the woman who worked up front, I walked in, and she was just openly weeping, and I, I said, is everything okay? I said, what's, uh, you know, what's going on? Is something wrong with your, your husband or your kids? And she said, no, I just heard that Karen Carpenter died. And then I openly weeped, still to this day. Now, she would be 71 years old next month, would have been. And you wonder if she would still be recording and touring. What an incredible talent. A lot of people forget that she got her start really as a drummer. In fact, Rolling Stone once called her the best female drummer in the world. She was amazing. Karen Carpenter uh, dying on this day in uh, 1983. All right, so um, let's change gears. We'll get to uh, 10 After Laughter today. And told you earlier, I had a, something happen to me earlier today. I had somebody send me a Facebook friend request, which I believe is the oldest person ever to send me a Facebook friend request. And so I thought of this, uh, this guy, his name is Luke Thayer, great young comedian, and he does a great routine about his parents getting on social media. So here's Luke Thayer today on 10 After Laughter. She's on Facebook at 77 years old. And I don't even know why she's on there. She has three friends, me, my dad, and my sister. And she just posts the same picture of chocolate cake every day for us. I'm like, we don't need social networking. We could have dinner together. That's all we need. Huh? And dad's 80 years old. And he decided to join Twitter. A year and a half ago, he didn't even know what it was. He thought it was some sort of old-timey small-town disease. He called me and he's like, hey, did you hear about Bob? Yeah, I don't think things are good. They said he's got the Twitter. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but they said he tweets all night long. So I don't think he's got long. Add him to your prayer list, okay? <laughs> so I explained it to him, right? Because I'm at Comedian Luke on Twitter, and I post jokes every day. So I explained him the whole process of what I do, how Twitter works. And he goes, okay, I think I get this. Now, let me see. Uh, you make jokes. I made you. Therefore, I shall make some jokes, too. Okay, go ahead, right? Well, I thought I'd share one of his jokes with you guys tonight. And keep in mind, he's 80 years old, right? He said, I'm taking a nap, but maybe forever. I know. I know, that's good joke structure, right? But that was three months ago. He's not tweeted anything since. I really should call him. Make sure he's still around. <laughs> They're old and broke, which is a horrible combination. My inheritance is going to be this giant bag of sweet and low packets my mom has been stealing from Denny's for the last 35 years. That's uh, Luke Thayer right there. His parents are now on social media. All right, so we told you earlier in the show, this is also the 59th anniversary of the opening of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis. It's an amazing place. They do incredible work. 
for so many kids. And there was nobody else I would rather had on the show today to talk about St. Jude than this lady. I've known her for a long time. She is a, a cancer survivor. She uh, went to St. Jude at a very young age. And now she has fought through it all, and she will be starting college out here at our comp. She is going into the medical field to be a physical therapist, and I couldn't be prouder of her. Uh, Lauren joins us now on the podcast. Hey, thanks for the time. So let's go back. I want you to tell people about when you had your initial diagnosis. It was March 29, 2004, and I'll never forget that date. It always will ring in my head as a reminder of just that was an awful day. And what was your diagnosis? It was a medulloblastoma, a malignant brain tumor. My mom just started bawling, and um, I told her it was going to be okay, that we were going to get through this. And the reason that you, you went, what, what were the symptoms? What, were you, what kind of symptoms were you having? Well, at first, I was just vomiting. It would just be out of nowhere. I would be eating lunch, and I'd vomit, and I'd be fine. I was ready to eat again, or just like that. And then I started having double vision and I was off balance a little bit so we went to my pediatric doctor here where I live and he said it was just normal stuff psychological stress and things like that and then I went to the eye doctor and they said it was just peripheral vision and wasn't anything it was just normal stuff going on so finally, we went to a doctor, a childhood specialist in Little Rock, and all she did was have me stand on one foot, and I couldn't do it, and she sent me straight for a CT scan, and from then on, we didn't go home. Wow, and then suddenly you found yourself at St. Jude. For those yes. who've never been there, and I've had a chance to tour the facility, I've had a lot of friends who have actually had to have their kids go there. What was it like walking in that place in Memphis for the first time? Um, really, it was like walking into a, a good place. You wouldn't even know it was a hospital. The environment was so welcoming, and the people were so nice, and the children and everybody. You wouldn't even know it was a hospital unless you looked around and saw, you know, you'd see little bald people and smiles and people having fun. It wasn't what you would think a hospital would be like. <laughs> you know, one of the amazing things that I remember when I toured the first time was it's almost like every person that walks in is the only person in the entire hospital. They make you feel like you're the only person there. I mean, it's it's incredible how they do that. And uh, they've just been doing it for so many years. They've raised so much money uh, through Danny Thomas and through Marlowe and through the foundation and all of the fundraising that goes on through all of the country music stars and uh, the celebrities yeah. and all of that. You went into remission when? 2006. Wow. Wow. And what was that news like? Oh, it was amazing. Um, it did bring tears to your eyes, just knowing how far we've come and what all we went through. Um, I say we because my mom and my grandma were right there beside me. And even though they didn't go through it like I did, they did in a way. And uh, we're still so close, the three of us. I don't know if we'll ever 
not be close. <laughs> and I'm not telling you something you don't already know, but having spent time around your mom, she's amazing. Oh, yes. Uh, I she, love my mom. She has such a such a great demeanor. I just love being around her. And now let's tell everybody you've come full circle because now you are going into the medical field. Yes, I have actually been accepted to ARCOM School wow. of Therapy. And um, what made me want to do that is going through what I've gone through. The physical therapist I had was amazing. Her name was Mary. I'll never forget it. Um, after my second brain surgery, I wasn't able to walk or talk or stand up or anything. I was in a wheelchair with my head cocked to one side and my right arm was up by my body and I couldn't move it. And I've come such a far way now that I'm walking and talking as you see. And you would never know by looking at me now what I've gone through. And when I tell people, I'm sure it's hard for them to imagine that I was in that state at one time and here I am today like this. Um, St. Jude has even kept me as a lifetime patient now because I've done so well and they want to study me. And again, I'm not telling you something that you don't know, but I think you're amazing. I've thought that for a long time and I'm so proud of you and proud of what you've done. And uh, I just, I couldn't wait to get you on the podcast here because it is the anniversary of the day that uh, St. Jude opened its doors it's hard to believe it's been that long, uh, 59 years uh, since it opened its doors. And so I wanted to get you on here to talk about that. And again, people go to stjude.org and uh, support their mission. Uh, because again, they get uh, this done without having to charge uh, you know, people to go there. And, and, and again, that's the amazing thing about St. Jude. Yeah, it doesn't cost a thing. They provide housing and food and all kinds of things. It's like a family there. Everyone you meet is part of your family now. I'm connected with a lot of people through social media that I've told them my story. Even one time when me and my mom went back to St. Jude for one of my lifetime checkups, we met these two moms with little girls that had medulloblastoma and them seeing me give them such hope. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, by the way, I, I consider you part of my family too. So that's fantastic. Oh, yes. Oh, hey, thank you. I'm so thankful for your friendship as well. It's awesome. Hey, uh, Lauren, have a great day and and, uh, and good luck out here at the uh, at the college. I'll be pulling for you. Thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. All right. Thank you so much. That's uh, my pal, Lauren. She kicked cancer's butt. She's a survivor and a uh, big supporter of St. Jude, like a lot of us are, you can go to stjude.org and help their mission. They continue to do a great job there. Again, 59 years ago today, Danny Thomas opened that amazing place in Memphis. Well, that's going to wrap up the show today. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to get off of here and um, go listen to rumors again for the fifth or sixth time today. Have yourself a great day. Enjoy your Thursday. Tomorrow, big show. Friday, we'll have a report on Abby's basketball game uh, tonight. All of that and more coming up on tomorrow's podcast. We'll see you here tomorrow. Jess, tell them where they can find us. 
Well, that's a wrap. Reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. Questions and comments? Email us, minordetailpodcast at gmail.com. Want to get a hold of us? Need to let us know something? We want to know about it. Hit up our 24-hour hotline, 479-388-1638. That's 479-388-1638. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. A Minor Detail Podcast, copyright 2020, the Radio Voice Productions, LLC. I'm Jess, and I'm out.